This is the Cleveland Real Estate Investor Podcast. On this episode, Lindsay Riley and Mike Riley talk about Lindsay's role in tenant relations, maintenance coordination, and other office admin work such as security deposits, writing leases, and doing walkthroughs of the properties. This is an installation of our series to Airbnb or not to be where we discuss the benefits and or downsides to hosting an Airbnb property. Hey, good afternoon. A little bit cold day here in Cleveland. Um, temperature mid upper 30s and we're on episode 3 of our to Airbnb or not to be Um, and we have Lindsay Riley who takes care of the whole marketing and booking and writing the leases collecting the money doing the security deposits you know the whole all the fun part of actually uh, making money to pay for the all the expenses we've accrued to this to this point. Yep. Okay, Lindsay, uh, give um, give our listenership a little background on um, you and how long you've been doing this and what your role is here. Sure. So I'm the director of operations for Riley Properties, and as Mike had said just before this, I handle I handle and I manage it all related to getting the tenant in the door, getting the tenant to stay in the door <laughs> inside the door and then uh, the, the departure after a tenant has left. So that entails marketing. That entails lease writing, security deposits, uh, security deposit refunds. Uh, and also a big part of my job is tenant relations, making sure that I'm meeting the tenants when they arrive, um, staying in touch with the tenants throughout their stay, and make sure everything's going well uh, in case any problems happen that, um, you know, that we need to fix. And then after they depart, um, checking in with them to see how they like their stay, any feedback they might have that could help us do a better job the next time and, you know, to make the house a little more appealing. So I would say tenant relationships, marketing, and general administrative work related to Riley Properties. And your background? (laughs) So I have a degree in Spanish, so I am fluent in Spanish and I have a minor in writing and journalism. And believe it or not, both of those degrees have served me very well because quite a number of our tenants are coming from outside the U.S. They're coming from other countries. Some of them happen to be speaking Spanish, so they need to be speaking with someone fluently in Spanish. Um, And then also from the administrative work, you got to be able to write and say... (laughs) what you mean the right way. You know, having grown up in this family business, I've also learned a lot from the employees who work here and obviously a, a nod to my dad, Mike, who's helped me manage, te- you know, help me manage tenants, help me manage, um, you know, what I'm doing every day. But I got to say a lot of what I also do from the marketing aspect is self-taught. There's a lot of great websites out there and uh, educational resources available to the public that allow you to find the answers that you're looking for and also how to do a better job with what you are doing. Case in point with Airbnb. Airbnb being one of the top ways and places that people find and book their vacation stays. You know, there's a lot of resources out there for hosts like ourselves on what to do, what not to do, problems that may come up, and um, ways to troubleshoot those issues. Now, not all those answers are out there, but quite a lot of my background involved in the marketing and especially dealing with Airbnb and making ourselves so well-known through Airbnb is really through a lot of research, too. 
Right, and we don't necessarily rely uh, exclusively on Airbnb. Uh, it's a, it's one of our lead clients, but uh, we have a lot of um, uh, tenants who come to us from uh, insurance relocation companies. They had a fire. They're looking for a place to stay that's furnished or not furnished. Um, corporate relocations, people coming into town. They sold their house. They're taking on a new job. They're staying uh, at a house for two, three, four months while they look for another property. So um, I think getting back to your educational background, Lindsay, and this would apply to, to everybody listening, is, um, you know what, you need to be, uh, you need to know how to write. You need to know how to organize information. Uh, you do not need a degree in business. Um in fact, sometimes I think that would be a detriment because um, Airbnb, uh, TripAdvisor, uh, VRBO, um, the, the rules are changing on the fly. Um, you know, if you had a journalism degree, so. yeah. if you had a journalism degree, you're thinking, well, okay, well, what paper, newspaper am I going to work for? What magazine am I going to? You know what? No. No. Everything is online now. Yeah. Um, so you need to be able to communicate, market yourself on the website. Uh, the rule again, the rules are changing. How Google, uh, how Google finds you, how yeah. it ranks you. Um, so you need to come into uh, this business with an open mind, with an attitude where you're you're always learning, yeah. always learning, always reacting. Is it working? Is it not working? Um, we fell into the, the Airbnb business, um, or the short-term, uh, rental market because we found there was a need for that. Um, and most people were still renting their house on conventional one-year leases. Uh, in fact, a lot of our initial clients, which you, you managed, um, they didn't even want to be a landlord. Um, they had to be a landlord because... Uh, they had to change jobs. Uh, they were underwater on their mortgage by about ten, twenty thousand. So they had to rent uh, their house just to cover their mortgage payment. The right. last thing they wanted to do was to rent short term. Right, because when you rent short term, you run the very high chance that there will be vacancies. I.e., that's what short term is. But I'm sure as Mike will get into. In another episode, perhaps um, we'll touch high, on it. This episode, higher profit yeah. margins through sh- through short term if you're doing it the right way. Hence the to Airbnb or not to Airbnb. Let's just touch on what your infrastructure needs to be, um, and let's talk to the number one, which is the cleaning lady, the the handyman. These are your two. Um, pillars in your foundation. You want to elaborate on that? Yeah, Lindsay? sure. So, um, let's see what to elaborate on on that one. Um, well, case in point with Riley Properties, we were finding that, you know, given the inventory and specifically the amount of inventory that we have on a short-term basis, that we really needed a cleaning lady and a housekeeper full-time. Uh, we were able to get by with having a few part-time people 
you know, basically uh, cleaning ladies and housekeepers that had their own business. But we were we were able to luck out with finding a cleaning lady, a local cleaning lady who was able to really let her clients go and wanted to work full time, meaning 40 hours a week. And believe me, we got 40 hours a week. We got a, we got 40 hours of work for her each week because of the amount of things that need to get done, even when the houses are vacant. So that's been our success with the housekeeper and the cleaning lady and making sure that our houses are ready to go and obviously clean uh, before guests arrive and also doing an inventory check. Again, as Mike mentioned, we, are, we, like, to, we like to position ourselves very similar to hotels. When someone goes into a, a hotel and the cleaning lady gets it ready, you know, she's putting in the products and stuff and the linen that's needed for that hotel room, but she's also doing a check and account of how much is in there. And that's a recent development that we've added into our properties with going into these houses and doing a check of how much and the quality and the quantity of uh, what's in that particular home. And I'm really excited to see how that's going to help with our costs in the long run, you know, making sure that we're not spending when we don't really need to be spending because things are just missing, etc. Well, let's back up a little because right now, um, we're to our probably our average listener, um, mm-hmm. you're probably you've got one house. You don't yeah. have twenty houses like we have. You can go to our website at Rileyproperties.com, you can see what we're talking about, the way it's laid out. But you've got that one house. Um, you need to have a cleaning lady or if you're prepared to clean it yourself, that's fine. We're keep in mind you get you may get three bookings in one month, so you're going to really need to turn turn that around, and you need to be prepared for that. If you've got a good cleaning lady, somebody who's reliable, somebody that um, you you can uh, call and say, "Look, at I need you out here tomorrow. I just got a fast booking," mm-hmm. or you got to be prepared to do it yourself. Right. Um, the handyman is critical. Um, somebody, if the furnace goes down. It's the middle of winter. Suddenly, there's a, a pipe freezes up on the outside yeah. on a cold January in Cleveland. Um, toilet's not working, or it's running. God forbid, because you're on the hook for the water bill. Um, you've got to maintain a certain level of quality for your Airbnb, or your or the word's just going to go out that uh, it's amateur time here at this house, and they got to wait three days. Uh, to get the handyman in. Yeah, and just a couple of things with what Mike was saying with that is, you know, when you're obviously getting this house ready for a guest's arrival, you know, go into it with the mentality of what could go wrong. If this is the summer season and you've got central air going or you've got some AC units set up, test those out. We want to make sure those are working properly before they come in or have your handyman take care of that. You know, even things like just making sure that that hot water is still running. God forbid that the hot water tank... uh, goes down. So it's doing these little little things to just put yourself in that position of what could possibly go wrong during this stay. Even if it's for a 3-day stay or even something longer, maybe a 1-month stay, what could go wrong in that home? The other thing to to keep in mind is that let's say that the that the guests come in, things are working out well and then something does happen. Like maybe fleas get into the home or maybe the hot water tank ends up going out. What's the backup plan? How are you going to solve that problem should that happen? I'm going to add one other uh, key uh, person to the team besides the cleaning lady and the handyman. This is something we've experienced uh, this year is pest control. 
to Lindsay's point about fleas. We actually had a couple of yeah. houses that all of a sudden there, there were fleas discovered. Um, and so we have an insect a repair one. We had a rat get into a house. Yep. That was a nightmare. Um, and we were able to take care of that. We've had raccoons get up in the third floor. So, uh, you know what? When you think about taking a property in Airbnb, in it, it's like opening up a restaurant. Um, <laughs> you think it's going to be real easy? Yeah, once you get all these things in place, it's going to work, and it's going to work in your advantage. But don't underestimate all these pieces and parts that are lurking in the background. Right. And Airbnb's website is actually very user-friendly and very helpful with how to get yourself set up through Airbnb and what makes a good host, what makes a bad host. They've got a lot of good forums out there and good paperwork and um, uh, YouTube videos that can really just point out the, oh, right, I should do that before I get my house ready for an Airbnb. Or that would be a nice touch to have that a lot of people seem to be going for when they check in through an Airbnb. So don't underestimate also the fact that Airbnb, even though we've had some our own issues with them this year, but that's for another episode. But they've they've got a good amount of resources to help people kind of guide them through the basics of getting your house ready through Airbnb. Yeah, for the most part, I would give uh, Airbnb about an A minus. Yeah. Um, we had one hiccup this year. We'll get into that later. But for the most part, they 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 really make an effort to make things continually better on both ends for the renter and for the landlord. Yeah. Um, and their website is real easy to navigate. Um, you're going to also want, but I will caution everybody, do not get over-reliant on Airbnb. It's a nice uh, setup, a good company, but you want to have other ways of renting your house. Yeah. Craigslist is always good. A good website is important as your business grows. Um uh, booking with uh, insurance relocation companies, corporate relos, um, hospitals, uh, construction crews, etc. So, Lindsay, speak to uh, how the different paths we're, we're marketing our properties. Sure. So, in episode two, we were speaking with Brooke and Mike about what they do when they go into a home to get it ready to put up for sale or, excuse me, either if they're going to be flipping it and putting it up for sale or they're going to be renting it out. So my job comes in and my work comes in when they've gone into the home and they've established kind of what the feel is for this particular home. You know, even those little things like how are they going to be transforming the the kitchen, the living room, the bedrooms, etc. That information and that detail allows me and obviously working with Mike to then position that home into who is this going to best fit? Who are the target audiences that we have as a company and what target audience or maybe target audiences would best fit this particular home? So case in point, we talked about the Burlington house, okay? And Brooke and Mike mentioned a little bit more about what they were doing as far as getting that house ready for a renter. The good thing about the Burlington home, if we take that as an example from a marketing perspective, 
is that that home's one of the biggest, two biggest features in that home is that it has two bedrooms and a full bathroom on the first floor. The second feature is that it's about a five to 10 minute drive to the Cleveland Clinic and University Hospitals. So right there, my answer from a marketing perspective is, I wanna be honing that home in on people who are looking to rent a house during their outpatient recovery or if they're getting ready for a medical procedure. So I step back and I look at what avenues and what marketing avenues are gonna be the best way to get those kinds of people in. Turns out that Airbnb is one of the biggest ways that a lot of these people from an outpatient housing perspective are going to. Now I'm not gonna name you know names of tenants, but we've had quite a number of our tenants who have contacted us through Airbnb simply because of the fact that we're advertising and positioning that kind of home as a as the perfect home for recovering from surgery because they don't want to be in a hotel plus the fact that the hotel is going to be cramped they want to be able to spread out they want to be somewhere quiet safe and ideally located very close to the hospital god forbid something happens so Airbnb, from an outpatient housing marketing perspective, in this case with, with the Burlington home, has been a perfect avenue for us. So that's one example You know, of I'll marketing. add to uh, what Lindsay was saying in terms of the outpatient. Um, for quite a number of our uh, uh, tenants who are outpatient, they also have family that are coming in and out. Um, so after the surgery and the person's recovering, they're going to have a rotating group of family members that are coming over. So obviously they want to have guest bedrooms set up. Uh, the four-bedroom uh, usually works. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually get a lot of people coming in from Saudi Arabia. They're coming yeah, into the, the clinic. Yeah, the Middle East, yep, the Middle overseas. East. So yeah. there's a, you know, a big nuclear family there. Mm-hmm. Um, I would add also from uh, these kind of people, do not trash the house. I mean, you've got, they're keeping it quiet. There's no, obviously no parties. The family are coming in. Um, you know, the tenant who went to surgery, I mean, they're, they're recovering. Um, so different types of tenants, outpatient, construction crew, corporate reloads, you know, for the most part, the vast majority of them, uh, they just want a place to crash. Yeah. They want something quiet, they want something nice. Um, they're not going to have parties there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's th- those are really excellent, for the most part, excellent tenants yeah. to work with. Yeah. Um, so Airbnb has been one of the, the top places, obviously, that we use um, to advertise our homes for those kinds of people looking for outpatient housing. Now, on the other hand, we one of the other... Um, one of the other groups of people that we see a lot of in terms of um, tenants and such is that um, we get a lot of people and a lot of companies coming into Cleveland uh, during the spring and summer who are going to be working on major construction projects in Cleveland. You know, Cleveland's really developed over the last 10 years with more businesses booming um, and more construction obviously going on to help with these businesses. And I would actually say that the place that a lot of these construction crews go to is they're going to Craigslist. Yeah. Craigslist has is a great source of our traffic during the spring and summer for construction crew people who are just browsing online. They go to Craigslist. That's really, who knows really why. 
I don't know, but I know that that's where they're going. So we've yeah. been able to position ourselves on Craigslist as the furnished housing for construction crews, film crews, etc. Right. And again, these are people that are, they've got, you know, four or five people, you know, three, four people, five people. Um, and uh, they are looking, again, to save some money. Um, you've got to be careful about occupancy. There are, there are, you know, laws in Cleveland Heights Shaker that limit the number of people that can rent. You know, you don't, mm-hmm. you don't want to have eight, you know, nine people. Um, so construction crews... Film crews coming in, we're not talking movie stars, but the actual bread and butter um, guy, people that do the cooking. Behind the scenes, behind yeah. Behind the scenes stuff. Um, also, the outpatient you talked about, the corporate reloads, for, then the fire relocation. You know, it really is a wide variety mm-hmm. of people that need short-term rentals. So, um, let me wrap this up by closing on why you wouldn't want to do Airbnb because we talked about to mm. Airbnb or not to Airbnb and I would throw out a couple things um, to consider one do you have a handyman two do you have a good cleaning lady three are you prepared or able to do both you know to manage your property yeah um are you going to be able to be 24-7 in case something goes wrong? Um, if you are retired and you're handy in the house and you've got uh, a house close by to you, uh, like on your street, or maybe you're converting you know, uh, the you know, place on your property into an Airbnb, that would be the way to go. And also keep in mind, you can control the action. You don't have to take whoever comes along. I mean, if Airbnb says, yeah, I've got somebody who wants to rent it, you can always say no if you're going to be gone for a week or two, or you can't turn it around that fast. But there's a lot more to this than meets the eye. And I hope that this podcast um, will be some help to that. Final thoughts, Lindsay? Yeah, I would agree with with Mike on that. I think it's... You know, if you're considering putting your house, apartment, or condo up on Airbnb, it's stepping back and thinking, um, you know, one of the questions that I think you're going to want to ask yourself is really how often do I want to be renting this out? If I'm looking to make X number of dollars a year, then I need to make sure that I'm filling vacancies, you know, as often as I can or as little as I can, again, depending on how much you want to be making. And, um, you know, don't underestimate the power of if you're if you're feeling that you're overwhelmed or you're getting to a point where you're starting to question Airbnb or putting it up on as a short term rental. You know, the beauty about Airbnb and their booking platform, just to use this as a specific, is that you can block off calendar dates. You don't have to be on the whip end of Airbnb. If you're going to be gone a week and you know that your handyman won't be available or your cleaning lady, block off that week. Don't jeopardize yourself. Don't put your house or your listing in a position where you get a booking that you know, you know what, I'm not going to be able to get to that and give that my all. Because even when we go into Airbnb bookings, we're going in there with 100% of our effort. Right. Good. Good point. All right. We'll end there. Uh, Keep listening to us and uh, check us out at RileyProperties.com. Thank you for listening to the Cleveland Real Estate Investor Podcast. 
Find all our other episodes at riley-properties.com. Or you can find some of our episodes on Overcast, iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud.